It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It is postseason showcase time for NFL Draft hopefuls from BYU. How are the guys showing out at the East-West Shrine game as well as the Senior Bowl? Well, according to one parent, apparently I'm a quote-unquote hater. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And, of course, we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Make every moment more with our friends over at FanDuel. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started started today. All right, let's dive right in on today's show and it is NFL uh, draft season. I know that it feels like it's still a ways away, but it's coming very quickly relatively my friends. Uh, the draft comes up in April, but postseason showcase events are reigning supreme right now. We have the Senior Bowl ongoing down in Mobile, Alabama. We also have the East-West Shrine game taking place as well. They are considered by many to be the two most preeminent uh, postseason showcase events for NFL draft hopefuls. Uh, seniors, juniors who have uh, decided to declare for the draft, or in the case of a guy like Kingsley Suomataia, who is a redshirt sophomore who has declared for the draft. They are all showing out at these various uh, showcase events, hoping to catch the eye of an NFL executive, a coach, or a scout that can hopefully uh, land them a higher draft slot than they anticipated. That's the biggest thing about why guys participate in this stuff, is it's because you get around all these NFL individuals. Now, let's start off with the Senior Bowl. The lone representative from BYU at the Senior Bowl is Kingsley and he is a guy that is expected to be very, very highly sought after in the NFL draft, according to mock drafts. Now, Kingsley measured in a little bit shorter uh, than what most expected. BYU listed him at six foot six. He measured in at just over six foot four uh, when he showed up to the Senior Bowl. The concern with that is, is there are NFL teams, and I don't I need to really expand on it more than this, saying that if you are shorter than six foot five, they just simply put will kind of cross you off the list of potentially being a tackle for them at the NFL level. They will say, okay, he can be a guard at that height. But the thing that's kind of interesting about Kingsley is while he stands six foot four in stature he has got some incredibly long arms he's got 34 plus inch arms which are like the standard or prototype type arms for an NFL tackle so it's kind of an interesting debate here will an NFL team slide on Kingsley not being as tall as they wanted to in just overall stature whereas they look at it and say okay he's got these extendo arms that we want that are allow tackles to thrive because they can keep guys away from their body when it comes to pass rushers that is the interesting debate for a guy 
Tyler Kingsley Suoma Taia, and he has had an up and down showing at the Senior Bowl to this point. Uh, case in point, I will uh, point to this real quick. Yesterday, I uh, retweeted, or I guess I tweeted in a way. I just kind of put a uh, report out there about uh, Kingsley and his showing at the Senior Bowl day one. Now, obviously, this is a three-day-long event. There is still plenty, plenty of time to go uh, for these NFL draft hopefuls. But the biggest thing uh, that they wrote about about day one about Kingsley Sumatia is they said, is he a tackle? Can he truly be a tackle at the NFL level due to his height? That was the biggest concern they had about Kingsley Sumatia. Now, I apparently angered a family member of Kingsley's who thought I had put uh, my personal thoughts on that matter, and they called me a hater of Kingsley Suamata'ia's. I don't uh, want to rehash a lot of what happened. I have offered, uh, th- they said that I should be doing my own research and should be highlighting guys from the state of Utah and BYU to come on this podcast and said, I'd be happy to. I would love, I would be honored to have Kingsley Suamata'ia on this podcast and highlight him because I'm, I'm telling you, he has got all the potential to be a first round pick at the NFL level. He's got to go out there and show it, obviously. And like I said, the concern about mainly is that he is not the quote-unquote requisite height that NFL teams want in an offensive tackle. That does not mean that he cannot end up as an offensive tackle at the NFL level, and I am far, far from a hater of Kingsley Suamata'ia's. So uh, if if that family member of his uh, wants to watch this podcast, let me just get it on the record that I am not a hater of Kingsley Suamata'ia's. In fact, I am rooting him on and want nothing more than for him to end up as a first-round draft pick and go on to have an incredible career in the NFL. I was simply putting out a post about his height, and that's been the biggest kind of concern about him because everything I'm reading slash seeing these reps I'm seeing coming out of Mobile is showing him standing out uh, playing left tackle. Now, there was some concern that is he a, a preeminent right tackle type guy or can he transition to left tackle? That is still a very much a question mark, but it's good to see Kingsley showing out and we'll see how the rest of the Senior Bowl plays out. Now, with regards to the East-West Shrine game, that's another interesting uh, conversation is that Keaton Slovis, Isaac Rex, and Ryan Rico are all participating in that showcase event. It's considered to kind of be the the second best of these showcase events. Uh, For lack of a better term, if you go to the Senior Bowl, uh, you have NFL uh, scouts, executives, coaches that have put you essentially as a, that's a guy that's going to get drafted. The Senior Bowl espouses to have all of the guys that show up to the Senior Bowl end up being taken in the NFL draft later that year. And obviously, guys at Kingsley Suomataia, even if he doesn't end up as a first-round draft pick, I can assure you he is a lock, stock, barrel, day-two pick at the very worst in my mind. Uh, but the East-West Shrine game are guys who may be a little more on the fringes with that. And a guy like Ke- uh, Keaton Slovis reading up a little bit on his performance at the East-West Shrine game in practices this week for that, he has shown out at, at points but also had some up, up and down moments as well. He's had moments where he had threw a pick six on day two of practices. Day one, a pro football network had a had a ranking of their quarterbacks at the thing and Keaton was ranking the number two quarterback in that. Day two, he dropped to number four and I believe day three, he was up to number three. So Keaton Keaton is hanging around in the mix here at quarterback in the East-West Shrine game, and every one of the reports I have read about him says 
He has got the tools. He flashes all this potential. Now, the senior bowl executives last year said that had Keaton declared for the NFL draft last year, they would have invited him to the senior bowl. Did this year BYU hurt him to the degree that ultimately cost him that opportunity to go to the senior bowl? Only the guys at this uh, at the Reese's Pe- uh, not the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the Reese's Senior Bowl can answer that question adequately. But it is interesting to see that he is now at the East West Shrine Game when guys, like I said, from the Senior Bowl. Uh, committee last year said that he would have been an invitee to that event. So I am hopeful that Keaton Slovis gets the opportunity. Uh, what uh, Pro Football Network is saying is they could see him as a late-round draft potential free agent, and that's all you can really ask for as a quarterback. The thing about this is you don't necessarily have to be drafted, and a lot of guys who are drafted at times get beat out by guys who are undrafted. But being drafted means that a team believes in you enough to spend one of their picks on you as a player, and that's what Keaton Slovis has got to continue to show for NFL scouts. Now, with regards to Isaac Rex, uh, there's actually been kind of quiet about him. He showed out very well at the Hula Bowl, another showcase event. He had that incredible one-handed reception for a touchdown in the Hula Bowl game. Uh, so I have not heard much about him at the Shrine game, so I don't know if that's necessarily good or bad, but I think Isaac's the biggest thing for him is he measured it in a full six foot five, 250 pounds at the Shrine game. That's awesome to see. That is close to what he was listed at at BYU, I think listed him at six foot six, two hundred and fifty pounds. Let's be honest. Rosters lie. Kingsley Sumati listed at six foot six, actually just six a shade over six four at the Senior Bowl. Now you put cleats on these guys, they're going to probably add an edge, and that's probably why they are listed at the heights they are listed at. But regardless, NFL teams have this weird thing that when they show up to the quote unquote underwear Olympics, you show up and measure in bare feet. Socks? It's just it's a weird, weird deal. But it's good to see Isaac Rex getting an opportunity at two different showcase events to prove that he's healthy. A, uh, that ankle is not uh, concerning of him or bothering him is the bigger point to be made. And also just the opportunity to go out and get in front of more NFL scouts because Isaac is a guy that I feel like has been under uh, utilized, not underutilized, under-realized or under valued, I guess, in NFL circles. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think he's shown very, very well. But the guy so far that probably has the most uh, pub about him, if you want people just kind of raving about him, is Ryan Rico has a love affair, apparently, with blogs from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Ryan Rico is a standout punter for BYU. Owns the single game record for the longest punt in BYU history. And according to multiple reports, I think Steelers Depot, as well as Steelers uh, Now, have uh, said that Ryan Rico uh, poised to impress with his strong boot. They have talked about that Presley Harvin, their current uh, punter, was all kinds of erratic this year for Pittsburgh, and Ryan acknowledged that he has met with the Steelers at the Shrine game. He's also met with the New York Jets. Uh, I don't want to see another BYU go, go to the New York Jets, because if you read that report about the Athletic, involving Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and the entire cavalcade of uh, drama that comes with the New York Jets, keep away from that if you can afford it, if you're a BYU player right now. But I, these guys, speaking of Steelers now and Steelers uh, Depot, they love what uh, Ryan Rico is bringing to the uh, bringing to the table. Uh, from I'll just read real quick from a Steelers now. It said this. Uh a level of consistency is about what you may buy into it. And I was against Aaron. I still want to see him live against a live run, live rush. But if Ryan Rico hits these balls like he did on Saturday, this either should be very interested in his services in this offseason. He put on an absolute show. Hey, we all saw what Ryan Rico can do at BYU, and it's good to see these getting some pub, and we'll see. Maybe the Steelers are the team for him when it comes to the NFL, but uh, it sounds like things are going well for each of these players, and even though I might be labeled a hater, 
I am still a big fan of Kingsley Suamata'ias as well as all three of these other guys, Keaton Slovis, Isaac Rex, Ryan Rico, any guys who get opportunities in the NFL from BYU and show out that is ultimately a benefit to their themselves. It's a benefit to BYU football, and obviously it has impacts on future uh, opportunities for BYU to go out and recruit guys and say, that guy, yeah, he's standing out in the NFL. He played for us. You can come be that next guy for us. So uh, we'll be rooting all these guys on, and any other news we hear, we'll be sure to talk about them in future editions of the podcast. All right, coming up next, we're going to get to your guys' questions. I threw it out on our subtext community. If you've not joined, I would encourage you to do so. Links are in the show notes. It's a great way to interact with the show. You can send text messages that come directly to me, and I can respond vice versa. It's a really, really fun way to interact with the show. But we'll get to those questions coming up next as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Now, FanDuel's been with us for quite a while, my friends. The best part about FanDuel is that with it being Super Bowl week, I want to wish you guys all a happy Super Bowl uh, to all who celebrate from our friends and myself at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is like sacrosanct. It's about finding the best spot on the couch, uh, getting some snacks, getting some good grub in your belly, and watching the game play out. The best part about it also is the fact you can have some fun with betting on the game as well. Super Bowl prop bets are like what makes my world go round. It's a ton of fun to do. I love looking at all the different prop bets, how long the national anthem might be, how long a certain song in the halftime show might go, how many times Taylor Swift will be featured on TV. Uh, For those of us that are lucky enough to obviously track that in-game with the Travis Kelsey connection. But FanDuel has many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three, and they want you guys to do it with FanDuel. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58 between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be the 49ers. Uh, But nonetheless, FanDuel has bet for edge which your players will score touchdowns how many points are going to be scored and much much more new customers join today you'll get 200 dollars in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up and join today that's fanduel.com slash locked on today make every moment more with our friends at fanduel an official sportsbook partner of the nfl it's kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys, if you've not done so already, already check out the Locked On uh, first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. It is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league across the country. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel right now. All right, uh, it's time now for you guys to steal the show in our subtext community. You guys have the control of the will here as we roll through this show. Uh, first question comes in from our good friend Josh Glenn down in the Valley of the Sun, down there in Arizona. He's the Royal Blue Suero. If I, if I recall correctly, if I got that right, Josh, I apologize if I didn't get it right. But says, Jake, are you setting a goal of 6-6 six and six for BYU again in football this year? Uh, as I said on a podcast, the scheduled podcast I did yesterday, 6-6 uh, six and six should be the, the kind of the baseline for BYU. Get back to the bowl season. That's got to be the goal. I haven't necessarily set a goal yet for BYU. BYU, but I guess if that in case that may be a goal is getting just to six and six is good enough by me. But we'll see. He also adds this: Should the schedule alter our expectations since any since we now know what order the games are in? 
I said it also on that show uh, on so it be technically came out Wednesday, no Tuesday afternoon as far as Wednesday show. I said that the way the schedule lays out with the extra bye week, there's two bye weeks and they're uh, pretty strategically placed. You also obviously get your longest trip out of the way and then have extra time to recover ahead of a rivalry game against Utah. I think it's actually a pretty nice layout for this schedule. Does that affect maybe a win here and there? Maybe so, and that could be the difference maybe potentially between five and seven or six and six or six and six and seven and five. You get the you get my. Dream. So that's the thing about this. I'll do more research on this, and I'll have a better idea for you as I kind of just think about it. I've got to kind of internalize this, look at some of the rosters, some of the changes going on with each of these programs, and I'll have a full prediction for you guys relatively quickly. Uh, One other question from Josh here real quick. I'm going to roll through these. Rank these in order. Regular fries, cheese fries with shredded cheese, cheese fries with queso on top, chili cheese fries with beans, and chili cheese fries with no beans. Wow. Now this is a list I can get into. All right, number one. Chili cheese fries with beans. I'm a fan of beans in my chili. I know a number of you out there probably are not, but I'm going to go chili cheese fries with beans. Number two, I am going to go uh, with the uh, cheese fries with shredded melted cheese on top. I love a regular cheese fry. I'm not going to lie. Number three, uh, cheese fries with queso. That is a very, very tasty dish. And then regular fries come in number four. I probably have them tied potentially maybe with the uh, cheese fries with queso, but then chili cheese fries with no beans. I just, it just doesn't work for me. I know it's chili cheese fries still, but the beans for whatever reason, just do it for me. So hopefully that uh, is your power ranking, uh, breaking down our food, a topic for today. We'll see what other questions roll in here. Brandon Holt asks this question. He says, Jake, if Devin Brown were to enter this portal, the transfer portal in the spring window, do you like BYU's chances to land him? Of course, assuming we push out a couple of QBs to to make some room. Uh, let's put it this way. I think BYU would be interested in Devin Brown should he decide to leave Ohio State. So far, he has not done so. Now, there's some question that they may have been uh, stringing him along until they landed Will Howard and some of the other prospects that they have signed. They got uh, Julian Sayan, a five-star prospect, the top-rated quarterback uh, to transfer from uh, Alabama in there. So it's a very crowded room with a lot of talent there at Ohio State. Now, we'll see what happens with Devin Brown. If he does hit the portal, I would imagine that BYU will uh, make contact contact with him, but yes, they would have to jettison, as it were, some guys to make room for him. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Tyson Clark, going to basketball here with a great question. He says, college basketball referees suck. Yes, they do. Uh, but it seems as though the Big 12 refs have been worse than any this season, not just against BYU, but against everyone. Do you believe Brett Yormark will ever do anything to fix this? Now, there's a little bit of a misnomer here with regards to this just being Big 12 refs. Uh, I've talked about this on the podcast in previous uh, years. College basketball officiating, they're actually, uh, officials are signed up by consortiums, and they are uh, multiple leagues. And what I mean by that is, I think it was the Mountain West, the Pac-12, the Big Sky, and I, maybe it was even the Big 12 at one point, had what they called, there was a consortium that all the referees worked for all those leagues and went around the different leagues on any given night. That obviously could have changed now. Uh, be, the Big 12 could be in its own new consortium, working with maybe some of the Midwestern uh, leagues out there. So it's not just that they're assigned just to Big 12 games. They are actually working a number of different leagues every single night. And I think that affects these referees. They are run ragged. There are guys who work five games in seven days each week. It, 
It's tough to do that. It really, really is tough to do that. Mike Little with the former BYU baseball coach, he's now back on the college basketball recruiting, not recruiting, officiating circuit after leaving BYU. He's back doing it, and I'm sure that he's getting run ragged doing this. They work games because they get paid a lot to do it, obviously, but I think it affects when they go from different leagues to different levels of players, and that can affect some of maybe their judgment on it. You know, I like to think that they're better than this because I agree the Big 12 officiating has been suspect at times, but that's kind of the, the situation that we find ourselves in right now. Uh, Luke McDermott, another basketball uh, question here. So is there a point in the season that Marcus Adams has to play to be eligible for the NCAA tournament? Why doesn't BYU just redshirt him and let him concentrate on getting healthy? There is no deadline for him to be eligible for the NCAA tournament. If he is healthy and on the roster, he is capable and available to play in the NCAA tournament, to be clear on that first question. Number two, it's a great question. If he's still dealing with injury, but as I uh, as I and others have probably been talking about, it sounds like he's getting healthier. And if he if he's able to work through his health concerns and he's eligible to play, I wouldn't be surprised to see BYU give him an opportunity to show what he's capable of doing on the basketball court. But I'm kind of with you, uh, Luke. I'd actually like to see him shut down, redshirt him, and uh, say, hey, I want you to get it fully healthy, work on your game, and we'll see you next year. But uh, there's whole situation that if you maybe shut him down, it turns him off, alienates him. He tra- there's so many different storylines that could play out with that. So uh, I think if BYU can get him to a degree where he can contribute to this team, you throw him out there and see what he's capable of doing, but it sounds like he's getting closer and closer to actually being able to play, and we'll find out. All right, uh, next question here. Uh, we've got, oh yeah, so uh, Ty Johnson also asked this. I must have missed a detail a few weeks back. Why hasn't Marcus Adams been dressing? He's dealing with numerous injuries, Ty. Uh, ankle and knee injuries mainly, and also his conditioning just because of those injuries has been uh, has been a setback. So if he's, like I said, if he's capable of getting to full health at some point, it wouldn't surprise me that BYU gives him an opportunity, but he's got to be able to be cleared A by doctor he was cleared at one point and had a setback after playing, I think it was like one, one and a half games. Uh, but he's got to be able to stay healthy for any significant period of time. And also, he's got to get his conditioning back to where he can contribute at a high level. Uh, Byron Mills, a uh, great question here. Going back to the football side of things real quick. If we don't get anyone more from the transfer portal, how confident are you in the players we have with those who have already been added via the portal and high school? Uh, position review, although you can wait until recruiting is done. Byron, I will uh, visit in its entirety after recruiting is officially done uh, we are under a week away from National Signing Day, albeit I don't expect a ton of names to come out of National Signing Day for BYU, but I am confident that BYU has added some good players via the portal. Now, Gary Bohannon, uh, like I said, there's a lot of consternation about the fact that BYU doesn't have a high-level quarterback on paper on the roster, but Gary Bohannon, if he is back to what he's capable of doing in 2021 and what he did in 2021 for Baylor, that's a Big 12 caliber, Big 12 championship caliber quarterback. He led Baylor to a Big 12 championship. He's got that on his resume. There's a big question if he can do that again, if he can be back to that same type of level. But uh, we'll do more of a deep dive on that, a position review at some point, uh, Byron. I, I promise you we'll do a deeper dive on that. But I am confident that BYU added, I think, some guys that can get after it. Uh, Nick Chadwick, a great question here about BYU's two new coaches. What have you heard about Kevin Gilbride and TJ Woods' abilities on the recruiting trail so far? Uh, what I understand about TJ Woods is he has been everywhere, evaluating all kinds of guys, also evaluating the guys already on BYU's roster. Uh, from what I understand, that he has hit the ground running, and he is hell-bent on getting BYU's offensive line whipped into shape and playing at an elite level this coming year. So uh, take some confidence in that. The person that told me that, I have the utmost confidence in saying it because they told me it. But uh, Kevin Gilbride, I haven't heard as much about him, but he's relatively new. Connor Pay talked about the fact that he's been out recruiting. Uh, I'll tell you this, it's good to see him recruiting guys like Bear Tenney. Now, Bear Tenney is going to be playing at least high high school 
school this year here in Utah. Comes from the state of Texas. He's a legitimate four-star prospect at tight end. He has got offers from all over the country, and BYU is hoping to be right in the thick of the mix for this kid. He's got a ton of talent, and the fact that he's playing his high school ball this fall in BYU's backyard, it's good to see so far that BYU has visited Lehigh to visit uh, Barrett, among other prospects, twice. And in both pictures, if I recall correctly, Kevin Gilbride, BYU's tight ends coach, has been in those pictures. So apparently he's getting after it. He understands what he's up against, and uh, it sounds like uh, they're both fitting in quite well. Uh, next one, uh, do we feel like, so this comes from Michael, excuse me. Michael asked this, do we feel like continued success in the Big 12 over the next couple of years will have a bigger impact on football recruiting or basketball recruiting for our national footprint? That is a great, great question, Michael. I think uh, the bigger thing for me is it actually can be both, but I think it's bigger for BYU football recruiting. Just simply put, you have to get more guys in football. There's a reason why you're signing 20, 30, 40 guys in a signing class, whereas basketball you get two, maybe three guys on an annual basis. I do think the continued success will have a bigger impact on football just by the sheer numbers and the fact that you can recruit now truly across the country. You can go to West Virginia. You can go to Florida. You can go to the Midwest, Texas, and say, hey, we're BYU, a part of the Big 12. Like, oh, yeah, I know that league. That's the biggest thing. Basketball, it's a little bit more niche because of these AAU uh, teams and leagues. Uh, You kind of get to know the circuits there, and uh, you're not necessarily having to look as far, potentially. But Mark Pope is not afraid to look literally worldwide. He has traveled to Madagascar, Tanzania. He's he's gone everywhere. He's been to Mali to visit Fusini Traore's parents. He's not afraid to go worldwide in the search for talent for the basketball program. But I think the bigger success, just simply do the numbers, would be for football. So, uh, I, that's kind of the interesting part uh, about that, Michael. So hopefully I answered your question. He also adds this. Most of our top players for basketball are non-Utah natives or non-members, whereas football is much more Utah and member-heavy except for some of the skill positions. Uh, I think that kind of ebbs and flows. It goes up and down. It's just uh, all about philosophy and finding, finding the right fit. Uh, there are a lot of guys that are non-members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that fit swimmingly at BYU. They kind of espouse to the same uh, standards that BYU requires them to espouse to. Uh, but there are other kids that they're just not comfortable, even if they are members of the LDS faith, with the honor code and don't want to necessarily have to put up with the stuff at BYU and they opt to go elsewhere. It's never a uh, perfect science with regards to that. All right, a couple more real quick. i got to roll through these real quick. Andy Stallings has a great question here as well. Hey, Jake, I, I asked this to Connor last week. And he, didn't, uh, he didn't or couldn't answer it, but I know you played offensive line in high school. Did you hear anything memorable before a ball was snapped that you could share on air? Now, Andy, I can tell you this much. I had a... Um, I had a, a, an opposing player walk up one time. He didn't say it directly to me. He said it to, so I was playing offensive guard at the time. He walked up, looked at our offensive tackle, and I'll be honest, our offensive line in high school was undersized. I, I was uh, one of our biggest linemen, and I was a, a healthy six foot, 215 pounds in high school, folks. That's a big offensive lineman, let me tell you. Uh, but he walked up, and you're my um, insert expletive about a female dog uh, to my offensive tackle. I kind of glance over at our offensive tackle, and let's put it this our offensive tackle at that point was probably about my height, six foot, but probably weighed 180 pounds. So he wasn't a big dude. He's like, Walked up, you're my you-know-what. And I look over, and my offensive tackle, and he's a former wrestler as well, so he he was just a tenacious you-know-what. And he uh, looks, he kind of gives me this side-eye, and he's like, this guy, kind of just look like, this guy's going down. Now, it didn't happen on that specific play, but I, I, if I recall correctly, I, it's been years. It's, this is... This is 
18 years removed or so, but nonetheless, uh, I remember it a couple series later. Uh, our offensive tackle got a free release on uh, this. This was a linebacker who had walked up and said that. And he got a free release off of a double team and saw that linebacker. And I'll tell you what. I have not seen, and his name's Kevin, our offensive tackle, I have not seen Kevin uh, in my lifetime before or since hit a human being with such fury, such power, and such passion. That dude got absolutely his world rocked. (laughs) After that, let's just put it this way, he stopped talking. So that's just one example. Uh, there, there's others, but uh, I'll just I'll, I'll spare you the other details on that. All right, final question uh, goes to Donovan. Uh, he asked this. It's more of a comment on this. Like I told you earlier, I don't like where U- the Utah game is being placed and should be switched with Houston, and they could have given Kansas and Kansas State to us in back-to-back weeks and also had Arizona at home. They could have given Arizona State away the following week and could have given Oklahoma State the before the Utah game to end the season. Those are the changes I would have made to the schedule. Now, Donovan, I respect the fact that you want to put some of these games and jam them together the Kansas schools together Arizona with Arizona State right there Oklahoma State and Utah that's asking for BYU to get their asses kicked and I apologize for using the the language there but that would set up for BYU to have a back half potentially of that schedule that is an absolute murderer's row that those are potentially the top six teams uh, six of the top teams in the Big 12 conference and you want to play them essentially straight in a row and I know Houston you said was in the mix there that's not advantageous for BYU. I think the schedule as laid out, I know the Utah game bugs people, and that bugs me that the fact where it's placed. But honestly, the overall arc of the schedule for BYU in 2024, I actually think it's in a very, very good position, uh, honestly, for BYU right now. All right, uh, there you go. Uh, some quick thoughts on uh, a lot of stuff with regards to BYU sports. I had anticipated talking a little bit about Jackson Robinson and his NFL draft prospects. We'll get to that. We also need to talk about some news about BYU, if you're planning on getting season tickets for BYU football, uh, we need to dig into that and we'll get to all of that as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Learn and Earn, part of the Utah Community Credit Union mobile banking app. It's paying your entire family to learn about money. All of us want to be smarter when it comes to our finances, and that's where Learn and Earn steps in. It breaks down financial topics topics, excuse me, into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family, family member completes a topic, you earn points and accrue that, that accrue and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member, your family, and more. More importantly, you can play alongside your family members, you compete against one another head-to-head, and track your progress on leaderboards. It's actually a great way to play it. Learn and Earn is available inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it anytime, anywhere. And the more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. It's Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends over at UCCU. Love where you bank. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Happy February to you all. It is my birth month. Yes, I have my birthday coming up in a few days. I'm not soliciting your guys' birthday wishes. If you want to send them in, great. I'm not soliciting them. Uh, But let me uh, do something here. 
I have had a dream of doing a uh, college football specific podcast. Wouldn't be like 30 minutes like this podcast typically is. It'd actually be more short form, maybe like 10 to 15 minutes at the most on a daily basis. Now, the only way I can convince Mrs. Hatch to do this, and if she's watching, she's gonna be absolutely furious that I'm considering adding to my already uh, crazy workload. But if I can get uh, that channel monetized before it uh, really goes live, uh, it would go a long way. So what I'm asking you guys, there is, uh, there's going to be a podcast. I have, I have the name. I've had it for years, quite literally. I've tried to uh, soft launch this podcast multiple times. I'm calling it the RPO, the RPO podcast. Uh, if you uh, search that out on YouTube and you want to sign up and uh, subscribe to it, if I can monetize it, what well, that means there's a thousand subscribers that you have to have to have YouTube monetize a channel where you can make money off of it. We've got almost 5,000 subscribers here. So if one in five of you will go and subscribe to that show, and I can show my wife, hey, this has got money-making potential. Maybe, just maybe, she'll let me do that. So if you have the means to do so, the time to go search that out on YouTube, I'll also drop it in the show notes, a link in the show notes. If you'll go subscribe to that channel, uh, and if I can, like I said, if I can get the requisite numbers, it's my birthday wish this year, is to have that channel monetized, launch it, and talk college football every day. And if it's something you're interested in and you want to support more of my work, I'd appreciate that. I truly would. And like I said, it's really simple. Go subscribe to that and check it out. All right, uh, real quick before we go on today's show, I'm actually going to hold off on the Jackson Robinson conversation. We'll have that tomorrow. We'll also get you ready uh, for BYU and West Virginia in basketball. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, but I want to talk real quick about BYU football season tickets. They put out a, a new release yesterday talking about some of the changes with regards uh, to BYU season tickets. Now, ticket prices have increased for both the East and West stands once again. Uh, somewhat good news is that they're going to reseat or they're going to, what are they doing? They're reseating the end zone end zones for BYU. Prices are not changing for those, but they are going to reseat everybody in the end zone. So if you've been sitting in the end zone for years, guess what? Your seats are going to be up for grabs for somebody else, potentially uh, swipe, swipe out from underneath you. That's what's going to happen. So uh, sideline seats will continue to be reseated annually as well. So there is a constant juggle happening here with the tickets inside LES. But the biggest change, I'm telling you, the biggest change that is going to have people upset are two things. Stadium back chairs, uh, st- excuse me, stadium chair backs that people have been bringing in. And trust me, I've seen some of the seats that some of the, uh, these BYU fans like to haul into the, those uh, seats to put on those benches. They are like twice as wide as any seat actually is on those benches, and it's caused major issues. I have heard all kinds of complaints of people, I got knees in my back, I can't even actually even fit on the road that I'm supposed to sit on where my assigned seat is. All kinds of things. BYU is doing away with it. They have announced that starting in the 2024 season, outside stadium chairs will no longer be allowed to be brought into Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I can hear a number of you saying hallelujah. I can also hear some of you out there saying, what? No. But here's the thing. I think it's the right call. In-stadium chairback rentals are available per on a season and a per-game basis. It can be purchased when you're selecting your tickets. So if you want a chairback, buy it when you buy your tickets, and they'll actually install it for you guys. You don't have to worry about hauling it in and out and taking it in and out of your car, all that stuff. It's done for you guys. I think it's the right call for BYU. Like I said, it's not gonna, it's not, it's going to allow less congestion, as it were, with those seats, especially when it comes to the benches. Now, the other one is the reseller policy. As a reminder, the purchase of BYU season tickets is the primary purpose of reselling. Most or all of your tickets on the secondary market is prohibited. Okay, this will be fun to police. In the event that BYU identifies a purchaser as having bought season tickets for the primary person of primary purpose, excuse me of resale uh, based on a significant reselling history, BYU may, in its sole discretion, cancel and refund some or all of the tickets to the purchaser. 
Now, that's interesting. They're going to try and police that. I have good luck to you guys. Here's the thing. BYU's already got issues with uh, charging way too much in basketball with regards to tickets right off their own web- website, whereas resellers online are a third, if not half of those prices. So, uh, good luck with that, BYU, but it's an interesting policy all the same. We'll see if it actually really has any teeth to it, if they're actually going to enforce it to any significant degree. All right, uh, we are over time today. So, big thank you, as always, for your support. Thank you to those of you in our subtext community, once again, for submitting those questions. If you'd like to be a part of that community, uh, hit that link in the show notes. Uh, sign up with your phone number. You get a 14-day free trial to communicate with me uh, for a free, and then it's $4.99, $4.99 a month after that uh, to be a part of the group. And like I said, that's kind of the exclusive way I'm going about uh, rewarding our subtext community by giving them priority with regards to asking questions, getting updates, live time, that type of stuff. So if you want to be, quote unquote, more in the know, join our subtext community. And obviously a big thank you, as always, for all the support, period. Even if you're not a member of the subtext community, there are thousands of you out there. I really appreciate y'all. And by the way, uh, I meant to say that there's 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. We got thousands more of you who listen to this in the audio format. If you have the wherewithal, go to YouTube, sign up for that RPO channel for me. Like I said, fulfill my birthday wish, and uh, maybe we can surprise Mrs. Hatch and, you know, I have a little more content for you guys coming out of, as I like to call it, my Yacht Talk Studios down here in Saratoga Springs. All right, that'll do it. I'm, I'm out of here. But a big thank you, as always, for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you, once again, who are everydayers with us as well. And until next time, my friends, this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.